Welcome everybody to our next episode of Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. We have a very special guest in the building today. We Jim Jim Cassie here in my left. What? I'm not oh. the special guest, Kira. <laughs> he didn't let me finish. On oh. my right, <laughs> we've got Mandy. You are a very special Gemma. <laughs> we've got Mandy from Resilio. Mm-hmm. Now, before we start our podcast today, I just want to make people aware that there few, might be a few stressors um, in the podcast and just to be aware of it whenever they're listening. Maybe it's poking a wee bear. Maybe you have to press pause, but always think and remember that you can come back to this. Um, this is here. It's going to be here forever. So you can come back and re-listen. Um, and Mandy? Yeah, I suppose the trigger warning um, can be the use of the word suicide. And I know many people are not comfortable with that. And what I suggest is it's a word that if we don't bring it to the forefront, it becomes a shameful word. So how could we expect somebody to say to somebody, I'm having thoughts of suicide, if it's a shameful word? And yes, we can use other words like um, somebody's taken their own life, but somebody with thoughts of ending their life, if we can try and become a little more comfortable with the word suicide because it makes it less shameful for the person expressing that they are having thoughts of that. Is this your first podcast? No, I think it's a second. First, the worst, second, the best. Yeah. Third, the one with the hairy chest. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Today we're talking about hope. And I suppose what we do in support together is we provide hope. We, um, and that's the reason why I suppose I'm still here and Gemma's still here is we, we found hope through the charity. And then we're going to hear a wee bit from Mandy about what hope means for her and how she come to be here today. So Gemma, start me off. Yeah. What does hope mean to you? Hope means to me. What keeps me going every day? I have positive attitude and get up and go and I suppose just look into the future not too far in the future now mm-hmm. but just one day at a time and just taking the best out of everything that I do just the one day I uh, just the one day yeah. hold on PNNs PNNs uh-huh. eh? hope hold on PNNs oh right yes I like so that they always think about because mm. at one stage I thought I had no hope yeah I thought it was never going to end mm-hmm so hold on, pain ends. Yeah, you think whenever you're in the midst of it, you think never gonna, mm-hmm. you're never gonna see the light of day again. But yeah, so that's what we do uh, for our mummies. Yeah, yes, um, it's a drip, drip, wee bit of hope, just that wee pinhole. Yes, absolutely. And also, bigger. I I sometimes say, well, I often say, yes, I've heard hold on, pain ends. Mm-hmm. I like hold on, pain eases. <gasps> that's mm. a better one. Hold on, pain eases. For some, the pain ends, and for others, depending on your circumstances, the pain can ease. Uh But it's still very, it's a positive outlook. Yeah. Yeah. It's having that wee bit of hope. Absolutely. I mean, if we don't have hope, what do we have? I don't know. Mandy, tell me what has brought you here today and what you have and what hope means for you. Okay. So... I actually really appreciate being invited here today because I have been listening to your podcasts and I think there are so many fantastic elements to them and there's a bit of crack 
in there, which you, you know, love the jokes. Yeah, I, I love the joke. I mean, some of them I'm like, no, please, please, no. But it's in there. I've heard it now. I can't unhear yeah. it. Um, my journey into hope, and I suppose what has uh, led me on to being here today, came from um, my daughter, mm-hmm. who struggled a lot with her mental health. And unfortunately, in 2017, she took her own life. I have two boys, Uh, one was 12 at the time, another three and a half months, and I just went into protection mode mainly for my 12-year-old. I did feel that I had failed Ellie because I didn't save her, Mm -hmm. and I'm a mom, and I should have been able to save her. I did everything I could and what I knew at the time to help her become well. Um, unfortunately it didn't happen and I had to, this is what I told myself at that time, I had to do better for my two other children. So I, anything I saw advertised to do with mental health, I went to, there was one thing that stuck out to me and it was in a local school of an evening Um, And I sat and I listened. There were many different um, people there from different organizations. And there was a lady from Resilio talking about hope. And I did think this was going to be about religion, which is fine, absolutely fine. But it wasn't. And the more I listened, the more I realized Ellie lost hope. I was going to say it. Did she not have any hope? Yeah. I just sat there, and the, and this was only a few months after she passed away, mm-hmm. um, and I was just sat with my chin on my chest. So I stayed behind, and I spoke with Mary Don and explained um, what had happened, and she invited me to do some training, which I was sort of very, sort of gobsmacked about, but I thought, sure, I'll, I'll give anything a go. I went and did um, the training and then I did some work voluntary in schools and the feedback from the young people, I thought this is this is what I need to do. Um, and my journey has carried on from then. I, from then I have learned more and more mm-hmm. about hope. I hold on to hope every single day and I would love for Ellie to be remembered for the girl that passed on hope. Yeah because there are stigmas um, to suicide. Although I think it it is getting better, but there's still more that we can do. And I now run programs, write programs, based on the theory of hope, because there is actually a theory, which I'll share with you. Um, And I love bringing this to communities, because waiting lists are extreme. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people have to be in crisis before they can avail of any help. So we at Resilio, if we can instill hope in people and bring out the amazing things they already have inside. They have the answers themselves, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's early intervention, man. Yeah. 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 It is. Get that before it gets to crisis. Yeah. And one thing about hope is it's a teachable skill. Mm Mm-hmm. And we do measure it, all the work we do, we measure it, we evaluate it. 
and there is always a positive impact. And this keeps Ellie's memory alive for me. So it's my passion, it's my purpose, Mm -hmm. and I love the fact that Support Together, Una invited me to come in and talk about hope, and together, you know, we're developing a program supporting hope together. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's in my hometown, our hometown, I think we can do amazing things together, and I'm very grateful to Una for this. Well, I think when we're talking about hope, I know within the charity, we always say we're there, we provide hope. And that's whenever I was ill, all I, all, that's all I needed was a wee bit of hope, something to get me through. Yeah. And that's exactly what you do. And as you're saying, with the waiting list and all, as long as if you can give somebody hope for tomorrow, yes. it's going to get them through. That's it. It's amazing. And that, like, and as what Gemma had said, it's even a pinhole of hope. Yeah. That's Doesn't all you need. Much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, you know, mm-hmm. they say, so you spoke about hope, Gemma, um, about the future. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the belief that the future can be better than the present, mm-hmm. along with the belief that you have something inside of yourself to make that so. Mm-hmm. And we have amazing qualities. And through journeys of life, they can become suppressed, but they're still in there. And all it takes is a caring, compassionate person that can just plant that seed so you just know that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that you have amazing qualities inside uh-huh. and bring them to the surface. Yeah, so you use your lived experience with you in, in your job every day with your hope. Absolutely, absolutely. I often question, would I be where I am now had I not gone to that evening in the school? I'm not sure where I would be or where my family would be. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. once you hold hope yourself, you can spread it to other people, mm-hmm. and it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a smile; it's infectious. Yeah. I suppose you've seen that hope through Mary. I did. I've done a course with Mary in the past, and so I've met her. Yeah, and you, you can just see that hope that she radiates. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I know that we often yeah. we often hear mummies saying to us. I, I just wish I, I was where I was or I, I could be where you are now. But we're providing the hope for them because they yeah. can see, actually, mm-hmm. things can change. They're, this is not my forever. Um, you have mentioned briefly about the hope theory. Tell mm-hmm. us a, more, a bit more about that. Well, the theory is that um, it's a strong belief that the future mm-hmm. will be better than the present, along with the belief that you have something inside to make it so. And that is the theory. I had never known there was a theory to hope. And what I love about it is understandable language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not big highfalutin words. It's not just for um, people with, you know, whatever your education is, you know, hope is mm-hmm. a word that is universal. Mm-hmm. It's known everywhere. And it's just, it's everyday language. And I I would say that anybody listening to this, you'll probably hear hope said multiple times in a day. Mm-hmm. And even it, but when we look at the word, you know, what is it? And what hope may mean to me could be different for somebody else. And yeah. more than likely is 
So it's individual. And I do believe that we are all individuals. Yes, we run in packs and we are social beings, but it's okay to be individual in the way that you are and to bring that alive mm-hmm. in yourself. Yeah. Embrace your quirkiness. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nobody more quirker than our wee gem gem. Yeah, I embrace it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she had boots on the day. Um, anyway, so the program that we are, we are um, devising ourselves, um, support together and um, with yourself, Mandy, how did that come about? Well, that came about Una contacting me, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And we had always bumped into each other at yeah. different events, different places. One of the trainings that I was sitting in on, Una was a part of that. And I will always remember her great contribution to that. And mm-hmm. That was probably in the region of four years ago. Um, and then we bumped into each other at the Ashling Centre, the Hope, Health and Healing. Mm-hmm. I was a guest speaker one year and then Una was a guest speaker. So do you know what it is? We're just destined to be together yes. and to do something great together. And I love the, the community base of all this. Mm-hmm. I think community is the heart of hope. Yeah, it's grassroots. It's there. Yeah. That's where it all begins. And that's where we're we're bringing it. I love to hear that you're going out around the schools because mm-hmm. you're getting the, the hope in early. And what struck me whenever you started speaking was that you went into protective mode for your 12 year old. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. And it's like the, there's a fear, but a genius needed to um, protect. And how is he? Does he do, does your family? What do they think of the hope and the hope model and the resilio? And they're all very supportive. Yeah. Very supportive of it. And out of everything I have learned, this has helped my family grow mm-hmm. um it's hard to even think how i could have been had i not come across this because a lot of the language we use to ourselves and to others we can change it to soften things to be more compassionate to be more understanding and i've been able to pass that on um to my husband and mm. you know my children and it just makes for a calmer household yeah. mm-hmm. do we never flip our lids yes we do mm-hmm. but far far less and mm-hmm. i think that's because we have the understanding of the impact of words yeah. yeah and like i say these are words that we use every day and just by changing it slightly the impact you have on somebody mm-hmm. could be a positive impact yeah, mm-hmm. and a, a reassurance. I love the one when you change should to could. You should do this. You should do that. You're taking the power away from that person. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you change that, well, you could try this. Mm-hmm. They have choice then. Nobody likes being told what to do. I know I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree on that. Yep. So, you know, if I can, the work I do now is mainly with parents and carers and in community centres in and around communities because I feel it needs to be holistic. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we we could go and train the teachers in a programme called Hopeful Minds. They would roll it out in the schools. And what I always suggest is then invite the parents in, Mm -hmm. the carers, 
so they can learn alongside their children because mm. it opens up discussions in the home. Yeah, definitely um, does. And it's something that needs to be talked about and discussed. There's no point it only being one-sided. Mm. I totally get that, where the, the parents and the carers need to be informed as well. Abs- absolutely involved, you know, learning together. Mm-hmm. Is is a great way to you learn. have to understand to be understood. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know that the big one we do can be on on brain development. Yeah. I know at thirteen and fourteen, children can look like adults. They're barely halfway there to yeah. adulthood within their brain, mm-hmm. and just knowing that and having an understanding of where they are at exactly can make a massive difference yeah. of th- a lot of the expectations maybe the parents have. Yeah. Absolutely. It can lessen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, mm-hmm. dirty washing line on the bedroom floor would yeah. annoy us totally. Yeah. But to a teenager that perhaps just leaves them lying around, it's it's not important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last thing they're thinking about. Well, that's it. And <laughs> they genuinely don't notice yeah. it. You know, could say, how could you not see that? Mm, didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, their head isn't focused on the sock on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Ours is. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, really, exactly. I'm really keen to hear how, I suppose, for us, the Fill Your Cuppa um, podcast is all about how we keep our cuppa filled. How, what fills your cup and how do you keep it filled? Honestly, it's being out in the community. Mm-hmm. It's meeting great people and organizations or families i look at support together as being a family we use the word organization um resilio i call them my hope family Mm -hmm. because they they give me hope i give them hope and i think when communities come together i think that's when change can be possible yeah as i mentioned before waiting for this waiting for that you know we can get together and Let's get there before crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get in there in good time. Yeah. We Jam Jam, what about your cuppa? How are you filling it? Is it filled? Is it halfway filled, quarter filled? It's really filled now. Uh, I could do a wee bit, a wee bit of extra milk in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, it's really filled. How are you keeping it filled? How am I keeping it filled? The connection. Mm-hmm. Meeting with friends, family. That's the most important thing to me. A connection, one of our four C's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Connection, most important thing to me. For me, definitely communication and connection, and open, honest conversations. Mm-hmm. Bringing the real in. Yeah, through. speaking it out and not yeah. hold it in. Uh-huh. Keep yeah. sure because you, your cup can be filled or can be drained very, very quickly, uh-huh. but it can be filled as quickly whenever you surrounding you yourself with nice people. The right people. That's it. And and mm-hmm. and when you when you feel your your cup are draining. Mm-hmm. You see, just being aware of that, yeah, and taking that pause and thinking, you know, mm-hmm. I feel I'm starting to run on empty here, mm-hmm. you know. And when we have the awareness of that, that's when we can say, okay, what can I do for myself? What is going to fill my cuppa? Gemma, you fill my cuppa an awful lot. You make coffee exactly how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that the next time you were in the office. I don't have very good memory, but I remember. <laughs> is it the lake there coffee? Yes, very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. And we couldn't bring the podcast to you today without the support of Moody Active Work. 
Moody Activewear creates high quality, functional activewear so that you can feel good doing the things you love. They don't just support your ass, they support your head as well. As they donate 100% of their profits to support women's mental health, such as support together. Visit moodyactivewear.co.uk So on that pointer then, Mandy, if somebody, if, if there's somebody listening to this podcast today and they feel like they've lost hope or they um, need direction, where would you signpost them to? I would absolutely signpost them to Lifeline because um, the loss of hope is one of the largest deciding factors in suicide. Mm-hmm. And Lifeline's number, and I actually recommend that everybody has this number on the phone, young and old, mm-hmm. because it's also if you know somebody that is in distress. So mm-hmm. you could be passing a Lifeline on to somebody else, and their number is zero eight. 08-808-8000. I'll just repeat that. 0808-808-8000. Um, it's certainly not shameful to have that on your phone. It's not shameful to hand that number to somebody because I think we can be quite awkward in the fact that, you know, somebody might say, oh, but you're assuming this, you're assuming that. You know, have that number on your phone. Mm-hmm. Allow that number to be on your children's phones. Yeah. Well, I know Una's not here with us today, but I know that, um, and Una has shared it in the past, that she actually, um, whenever she was, I suppose, in the depths of the illness, um, had reached out to Lifeline and rang Lifeline, and that was really an anchor for her because that was possibly a turning point where she was somebody to listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... You know, we know it works. You know, the people there, there's somebody that's a listening ear. Um, and if it gets you from um, t- from tonight into tomorrow, that's, you know, and then we'll get, we go, we go from there. But mm-hmm. definitely um, it's a good number to have. It's one we also have in our message from um, Support Together through the messenger page in, on Facebook. Hopefully you can provide that wee pinhole of hope. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. That's all it is, mm-hmm. yeah. This is not necessarily about Resilio. Um, But it is something that I say we hear so often, reach out, reach out. And yes, I understand that. If you notice something different about a friend, a family member, a child, please reach in. Mm -hmm. Do not assume they're okay. I understand you can feel a little fearful. But the onus on somebody who is really, really struggling to reach out. On my tough days, I cannot even pick my phone up, let alone dial a number. Mm -hmm. So if we can reach in to people, I think that can help because that person then feels noticed. Mm -hmm. Somebody notices. For me, that's big because I remember sitting in in the house and the house full and feeling so lonely and just wishing for somebody. Why does nobody realise? How does nobody know? Yeah. And for somebody, if all I wanted was for somebody to, to say, Kira, you're not yourself. Yeah. Somebody, somebody to actually understand and realise that this is not, this, you're, you know, there's something wrong with Kira. I've noticed you. Mm-hmm. I've noticed you. And that's, we always say our mummies need to be um, feel like they, I've heard you. I notice you. I, you know, that's all yeah. they need. 
And that starts a conversation. It opens up a connection. It does. And it, it brings does. hope. It does. It exactly here. Mm-hmm. There's some dolls. I know. And can I get it in there? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we will, uh, when we ask people about hope, and we break it down into H-O-P-N-E, and um, there was a young boy um, that said, help our politicians engage. Fantastic. Straight to Stormont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another podcast for another day. Because <laughs> we haven't got enough time for that today, but that mm-hmm. could go on. Yeah. And there could be some healthy language in that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you smell some cheese? Oh, I promise I've got my shoes on. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think it's a time for a couple of wee jokes? Well, no. Oh, I'm looking forward to these. Uh-huh. Now, these were hand-delivered today, so they were. So, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I don't know where to start. There's a bit of a theme going on in them too. So, my dog used to chase people on a bike. Do you know what I did to stop him? What did you do to stop him? Took his bike off him. Oh my gosh, help me. <laughs> <laughs> was it a unicycle or a bicycle? Oh, I don't know. I, he, he had stabilizers, so he did. <laughs> and a wee basket at the front. And a I, bell? Yeah, and wee tassels at the end of it. Um, I ran out of toilet paper, so I started using the old newspaper. Times <laughs> is rough. <laughs> Very fitting. <laughs> what do you call sweaty boobs? Well, I think we all have them out here. <laughs> Humanities. <laughs> uh, where would you find a cow with no legs? I don't know, Kira. Wherever you left it, because it's not going to move. <laughs> what kind of dog lives in a toilet? <laughs> You're definitely in here, Kira. Uh, poodle. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the last one. This is the last one. Why couldn't the toilet paper cross the road? Because it got stuck in a crack. Ah! <laughs> now, the, the jokes today were, were given to me by Wee Jam Jam in the corner, and there's, oh, so def- there's definitely uh, there's definitely a thing going on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know what she was at all morning, but anyway. Um, that's oh, us, good. ladies. Mandy, thank you so much. Thank you. I've loved every minute of it. Thank you. We'll for have me. to get you back in again whenever we do a bit more about our programme when we get speaking to the people out there in the country. But um, thank you so much for coming in today. And that's us, ladies, overnight. Bye. 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 This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. Brought to you by me, I'm the host, Mrs. O, Kira O'Gowan and my co-hosts Una Leonard and Gemma Cassidy. Today we are supported by Moody Activewear and produced by 9874 Creative.